You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. It is me, Letitia. Well, who else would it be but me? It is a beautifully rainy day here in Atlanta. I don't know what it is about rain, but I absolutely love the rain when I'm inside. Not not being out in it, but I love the rain. It's just very therapeutic for me, very relaxing. Um, I actually took an unintentional nap a little bit ago, just, just relaxing and just listening to the rain. Let's see, nothing really to update you on. I'm excited about some travel, some speaking, some business things that are happening. Just excited about you know, a change of scenery, really, sunshine and water, right? And anytime I can get near sunshine and water, it's a win for me. So I'm just really excited about that. Let me tell y'all, I'm only telling y'all for the sake of self-accountability, not like you can hold me accountable, but something that I'm also going to be doing is more video. Man, just the thought of it just gets my undies in a bunch. And it's not necessarily, I used to think it was because Oh, I'm camera shy. Mm, That's not really it. What it is, is that while I can sit and talk to y'all on this podcast and and share my whole business, cameras feel so invasive to me. Like my life as it's lived right now, there's a degree of privacy and things that like a camera is just not around me all the time. And I like it that way. Like I, I prefer it that way. I've said many times over, though, that visibility, more visibility is just a part of my path and more people need to see me, need to know what it is that I do, because that is how I am going to be of service to more people and get to this million dollar business, right? So I'll be doing some video, but just the thought of it, it made me feel a little icky, but just having a a mindset chat with some of my clients, it reminded me that it's a privilege to do it. It's a privilege to share what I do. It's a privilege to share the love of what I do. And I don't have to do it, but I get to do it. But I also want to do it, meaning that I also want to share it. And video just gives me the the means to do that. So why not take advantage of that, right? Why not make the most of that? So I don't know if I'll be videoing from the beach or where I may happen to be, but we're going to see. So I was thinking when I was tapped in, I thought I was done sharing my reflections and my nuggets and my insights. And then some other things started coming to the surface. So I was like, oh, let me share these as well. And in the other podcast entitled Tap In, I was just sharing some reflections, some nuggets, some wisdom, some insight as, you know, as I grow and as I learn and as I climb higher. So there are just some more nuggets that I want to share with you, and I'm sure you can find something in here that you can apply to your own life. And don't be selfish. Share it with other people. You know, there's a saying that you teach the thing that you learn the most, and quite honestly, 
Most of my wisdom has come from sharing. Most of my wisdom has come from my willingness to share and my willingness to to, to share vulnerably um, when I hadn't mastered something yet. But, you know, just my willingness to share and share over and over again. And then it's, you know, like faith comes by hearing. I'm hearing myself share these things over and over. And so they become really, really resonant. So anyway, let's get into it. So again, these are in no particular order. Um, But something that I find to be really, really important is to move away from your problem. Move away from your problem. What do I mean by that? I can remember when I was first starting my business, I didn't really have a clear sense of direction. But one of my coaches said, Letitia, you are not a practicepreneur. You are not a brokepreneur. Please don't like get into these girl get your mind right circles because this is not you and this is not where you belong. And my other coach said, when you are around people that mm, what's maybe people that reflect your same problem, a lot of times you will find yourself regressing and not making progress. So in moving away from your problem, it doesn't mean that you think you're better, but it simply means that if you and I have the same problem, we're probably not going to put our heads together to solve the problem. We need the thinking, the thought process, the mindset of someone who has mastered this problem to help us. So you and I are probably not going to be in service to one another as much as we could, except for comfort and camaraderie and just remaining in the same space, right? So a lot of times we gravitate towards our problems and we create bonds over our problems and we create groups and we create retreats over our same problems instead of being the person who's willing to veer in a different direction and move towards a solution to the problem. I've found that I've walked away from a lot of really good relationships because I needed a solution that was not present in those relationships, and it was not enough for me to just be uh, be in the friend circle, in the sister circle, or whatever the case may be, with no real solutions, right? Um, and, and, and you will find that a lot of people are really okay just giving voice to their problems or maybe even identifying what the problem really is, and a lot of people stop right there. I'm not the person that can stop right there. I got to be like, I'm, I'm the person that's like, all right, how do I solve this? I'm moving towards a solution. I'm a solution-focused person. And so people who are more problem-focused, they are at some point going to vex my soul, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm always looking towards, even now, what directionally, who who do I need to be around? It may not necessarily be a person. It could be what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, but... A mindset and information that is vastly different than the current challenge or challenges that I'm facing, okay? The other one is, this one is is big for me. I've really been thinking about this. Do what you know to do. What do I mean by that? People say when you know better, you do better. Not necessarily. When you know better, sometimes you just know more, but you don't necessarily do what you know. I was actually writing down a list last night. I was, was I, was I writing it about health or money? I don't, it might have been about health, right? Could have been about health. What are the things that you know that you are currently not doing or that you are currently not doing to the extent that you know to do them? I had a whole list. How much would my health 
benefit from me simply doing what I know, right? How much would my money, with my relationships, with any area of my life benefit from me simply choosing to do what I know? I don't necessarily need more information at this juncture, but what if I just took action on all of the things that I know to do? That could be business, life, relationships across the board. So that is where I am working with myself to do what I know. What do I mean? I know that alcohol, I could take it or leave it. I've been doing more taking it, but I know that alcohol is very, very dehydrating, right? And so I don't like the process of working to rehydrate my body, knowing that, you know, it's it's just it's just something that is not... Overall, it's just not good for me, right? I'm the person who I don't really understand moderation. I'm usually in something or I'm out. So if I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink, right? I'm not the the sipper, not that I'm just like out here sloppy drunk or something like that. But what I'm saying is that it's something that I just don't have to have. And I've toyed around with it on off for years, you know, but I'm just saying like I can just move away from it altogether and just be done with it. Those are the kinds of things. Do some of those things mean drastic changes? Yes, but sometimes drastic changes are what's necessary for drastic differences in your life, right? So do what you know. That being said, here's another one. Taking 100% responsibility for you, your life, your business, your relationship, whatever. Listen, if it's a relationship, if something is missing in your relationship, what can you give to it? I'm not saying that there are never times where another person is not party to something that is happening in your life and your business. But what I am saying is if you take 100% responsibility for it, then the onus is on you to change it and you retain the power to change it and you don't go into a victim or become a victim and this thing or this person has happened to you and now you're stuck, taking 100% responsibility. I can't tell y'all how many times as a coach, people don't take 100% responsibility for their businesses and they want to deflect and they want to blame me for a result that they don't see. Listen, I'm too smart for that. And you're not going to put your stuff off on me. I'm going to allow it. I can deal with I have thick skin enough to allow you to be upset, to be uncomfortable until you get the memo, until you understand that your business, your life is your responsibility, right? I am an advisor. I'm a sage in many instances. I'm a confidant. I'm a lot of things. But what I am not is in the driver's seat of your business or your life. And I'm not going to put myself there and you're not going to put me there. But it's the same way. I'm not going to do that to somebody else. I'm going to take 100% responsible for everything that is or that is not me. Meaning that if I don't like something, then I can change it. Um, Here's the other thing. I would say... You know, I've heard that routine rules all. And while I believe that sometimes so many of us do have routines and our routines, we can be weak, our routines can become ruts. But overall, routines can can be very, very good for your well-being. Like, I can remember when I was really um, I had a relationship that ended, and I, I was so deeply triggered. And I just went all the way off. And I can remember, though, my spiritual mentor told me when I was talking to her about my triggers even before it happened, she said, listen, when you feel yourself getting here, 
She said, before you take that kind of action, she said, call me, cuss me out. If I don't answer the voicemail, just leave a message. She said, but just don't, she said, because I'm here to support you. I can like hold that space for you and create that container for you so we can think through it and work through it versus you just going all the way off and sabotaging and ruining relationships, right? Now, here's the thing. I'm very happy that that happened because it was a disruption and an upheaval that needed to happen for me to take full ownership of looking at what it is that triggered me and why, not being a victim. And so now, guess what? I've created a routine. So if I feel myself spiraling downward, I have a routine. I have people that I can talk to. I have people that I can call. I have just certain things that I do to manage my emotions. So creating a routine for your well-being, it, it could be preventive. You, listen, for the most part, you know, I'm as cool as a cucumber, cool as the other side of the pillow. Not a lot really ruffles me. But, but, all Libras, if you know Libras, have that dark side. And so when something does ruffle me, my scales, guess what? They get all the way out of balance and all the way off kilter. And so then it looks like I am a completely different person, but I don't just get there overnight. It'll build and it'll build and it'll build, right? So now, before I let the shit hit the fan, I'm paying attention to the shit when it's on its way up to the fan, and I'm doing things preventively so that that does not happen, right? So what I mean, that's what I mean by creating a routine for your well-being and by it being preventive. Sometimes it's your workouts. Your workouts create endorphins and, you know, mood boosters. It could be what it is that you're eating. It could be who it is that you're talking to. And a lot of things are preventive in the sense that you might not need them right now, but you've allowed yourself space and a way to mitigate certain things because you are proactive and you're taking preemptive measures before something happens. Um, Let's see here. Here's another one I would say, and that is practice asking. Not just for help, but just practice asking. You know, even the Handy Bible says you don't have because you don't ask. And a lot of us, we are so afraid of maybe the answer being no. We're afraid of being let down again. Maybe we're even afraid of the answer being yes, because then that's going to shift us in a whole different place in our nervous system. And so a lot of times we go without what it is that we need or what it is that we desire simply because we don't ask. When you ask, learn to be okay with no. Learn to be okay with I can't. I'm not available. Don't punish people because they cannot meet what it is that you're asking for. It doesn't, so this is what happens, right? Your mind will play a trick on you. Well, you'll finally become vulnerable enough to ask for something and then you don't get it or a person says no, or they don't respond. And so then your subconscious mind is validated of, this is why I don't ask for help, and this is why I say to myself, and this is why I do things to myself. And so you continue in a very unhealthy cycle. One person telling you no does not mean that nobody wants to help. Maybe that person was unable or unwilling, but keep asking until you find the people that are around you that are that, are, that support you, right? Um, But asking, that's a huge thing because a lot of times we're in balance and we're always giving. But what I found 
And what I find about people is that a lot of times we give in the way that we would like to receive. So a lot of times the people that are the biggest givers have the greatest needs, but you won't find givers asking for their needs. They hope that you get mental telepathy or somehow you will model them. Usually it's not going to happen. People are not you. Use your words and ask. Uh, Let's see. Um, Very closely related to that is... Give yourself permission to need other people. There is this thing, this fear around being needy, right? This this negative connotation around being needy. And a lot of times what we don't, we the culture that we live in right now promotes independence and autonomy to a place that it is unhealthy. And so while I'm saying take 100% responsibility for your life, for your business, for your relationships or whatever. I am not saying to the exclusion of other people where you don't need other people. For everybody, and I'm this way, like whatever it is that I need, I got it. I got me. And I've learned and I've trained myself to do that, right? So that I don't go without anything. But you know what I also learned is that It was a protective mode and it was a defense mechanism, but it was probably very necessary when I lived in survival mode and when I lived in times of uncertainty. I'm not there anymore. And so I can let my guard down and understand that it is okay to need other people. It is okay to be interdependent, right? That I'm not talking about codependent. I'm talking about interdependent where we I need you and you need me. We've made that to be a bad thing, and that is not necessarily a bad thing. And so a lot of our relationships, we're together apart, right? And it just really doesn't make sense to me. Like, I was speaking to somebody today, and they were speaking about um, their partner and their partner's issues or whatever the case may be. And I was like, well, help me understand Maybe they were coming from the place of I'm not responsible for my partner's issues. No, you're not responsible for your partner's issues. But within that partnership, you've taken on a responsibility to that partner. And if you're not willing to support that person through those issues, not making them your own, what is your contribution to the relationship? I'm just curious about that. So, you know, that could be in business, that could be otherwise, but it is really okay to need people. We find weakness in the words, I need you. I need you. Because we're, uh-uh, I don't need you. I want you. There is a difference, especially romantically, right? Because somehow needing someone or needing people makes us weak. And I just really want to challenge that because that is why a lot of times we don't have what it is that we need because we have the appearance or we've convinced ourselves that we don't need other people. I don't know about you, but I do, okay? Let's see. The other one I would say is being true to you. And when I say be be true to you, what I mean by that is like really paying attention to yourself and just being honest with yourself. So for example, Let me tell y'all something. I can't tell you how many group coaching programs I have joined. And I will be all in for about mm, two to four weeks, right? I'm all into it. Like, oh, I love this. I love the content. I love the atmosphere. 
about that four-week mark, I'm overwhelmed with all of the, the messages going back and forth and all of the information because guess what? I get overwhelmed and overloaded with a lot of information just coming at me, right? And so then guess what? I'm like, uh-uh, this is not the group for me. Here's being true to myself. I don't care what the group is about. I don't care how interested I am in the topic at hand. If it is not a small group where I can name the people and I can interact with the people personally, it is going to be overwhelming for me. I am 49 now, right? Going all the way back to my college days when I went to U of I and I was sitting in a political science class with 1,800 people, I said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I took the next week or two off of school. Nobody missed me and I didn't miss them either. I thrived when I went to a small liberal arts college where my teachers knew me by name and they there, there was a greater level of accountability. So when I say be true to yourself. Sometimes we try to change things about ourselves to fit a narrative that somebody else has or to fit expectations that other people have, and it's just not true to you. So if you invite me to a group of something, if I'm not leading the group, I'm an introvert. I'm going to be overwhelmed by it, and if it's more than 25 people, I am going to politely decline. I've learned that about myself, but I've learned it like doing it over and over and over. That's just an example. There's just so many other things. And so it's just like, Letitia, these things you know about yourself, like why do you keep torturing yourself trying to make yourself different? I, you know, I always tell y'all, it's like trying to square a circle. It's just not going to happen. So being true to yourself, that that's very, very important. So the other thing that I would say is knowing what really triggers you, like knowing what gets your goat, being mindful of that. Um, I don't believe that I have to, at this point, now that I have an awareness, right? When you see it, you can shift it. I don't believe that I have to avoid the things that trigger me. I believe that now I can build resistance. I can be around things and around people that are triggering to me, and I can consciously choose how I'm going to respond because I know what triggers me, right? I know that if I'm triggered by something, it's not this current person in front of me. It's not this current event or this current conversation. It's something from way back when. And so I have enough awareness now so that I can consciously choose how I'm going to to respond. Now, if something does feel deeply triggering or overwhelming, then guess what? I have enough self-respect and enough self-worth and enough of a boundary to say, hey, okay, I'm going to remove myself from this situation. But knowing what triggers you is so, so, so important because a lot of times we don't know the things that trigger us. And so we find ourselves always in reactive mode. And so when you're always reacting to something, as opposed to consciously responding and consciously choosing how you're going to respond, you end up in regret. You end up like shoulda, woulda, coulda. If only I had you, you're like Monday morning quarterbacking or whatever the saying is. My daughter, y'all know my, my, my daughter is an inspiration to me, but she told me, she said, Ma, I am consciously choosing what I allow to stress me. And so she's, she's something feels stressful or creates anxiety. She's like, let me think through this before just this knee-jerk reaction. Now, you are typically going to just react the way that you've always been reacting to things if you don't 
develop a conscious awareness and a conscious decision to do something different. It's almost like a new exercise routine. You know how you first get into the gym and you just feel like everything hurts, your whole hurt hurt until you just get into the routine, until you get acclimated and it becomes just a part of what it is that you do. But triggers can can like kill your relationships. It can kill so many things because, you know, you act in a way that people think is out of character. I tell people, I don't act out of character. It is a part of my character. It's just a wounded part of my character. It's a, a healing part of my character. It's a part of my character that is just reserved for people who, for whatever reason, triggered that. But it's fully within my character if it came out of me, right? I, I own it and I'm accountable for it, but I'm also aware of my triggers. And there are certain situations and certain people that I will consciously choose not to be around because they they may annoy me just that much or I say, you know what, mm, this is not it. But Knowing your triggers is really, really important. There are triggers, and it could be like this. Okay, let's just say, I don't know why this this came to mind. This person came to mind. This person that really desires marriage to be in a romantic relationship, and they're scrolling through Instagram looking at everybody's couple goals and looking at all the power couples and looking at all the highlight reels of what everybody is posting. And so they're feeling depressed and they're feeling lonely and they're feeling why me or they're feeling why not me and when is it going to be my turn? Most girls have been there right outside of relationships. But rather than subjecting yourself to that, because it's deeply triggering for you, right? You can recognize that this is a trigger for me right now and I need to do something different. It could be about health. It could be about wealth. Somebody else's success could trigger you. Like there are a myriad of things. Your quote unquote triggers are not right or wrong. They just are. But learning to manage them is just something that's just really, really important because it will make you a much better you. You know, the examine life to me, this is just my opinion, is a life that's worth living. I do life audits regularly. I examine my life. I examine my mind. Like, like, just think of me as like a mad scientist. Like my own brain is, is I'm in the lab. Like what, what is going in here? And I examine my life and I put myself under scrutiny and I put myself under the microscope because that is, that is my commitment. That is my path. And that is my, my way to get to um, better and expanding versions of myself is by examining my life. And a lot of people just live life haphazardly. They just live life just like, you know, just flitting about and it is just it just is what it is until it ain't. Like no intention, no accountability, no, I don't know how people do that. But if you're someone that the way you live your life and the way your life goes and the way you show up in life is important, then just take some of these nuggets and see what fits. It's one of those things where you can eat the meat and spit out the bones. But like I always encourage anybody to do, tap in, tap into your own spirit and find those nuggets that have come from your own experience. Share those because guess what? They will light the path for someone else who who may not be able to see. So I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. 